Hi, it's Tom Panos here from News Limited. I'm so pumped today. We've got Jason Boone, who to me is probably one of the most interesting real estate people in the country. Why? Because he writes incredible numbers, but he actually doesn't think like a lot of the people that you'd expect to write those numbers. Met him at Potts Point two weeks ago outside of his office. He was walking around as if he was running for president. And he made an interesting observation that that's what he does in his business. Jason, great to have you here. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. Good to be here, man. So the first thing is, um, just so everyone's on the right page with you, you're not a young aspiring agent. You're a guy that's <laughs> writing 1.8 to 2.6 million. Yeah, that's been the last four or five years. Yeah, six yeah. years. Uh, number one for Richardson and Wrench for five, six years? Six years, yeah. Six years for that. Okay. Um, Jason, can we have the brief snapshot? Like, how old are you? Or can, yeah, no, I'm, I'm 42. When did you get into real estate? Um, I got into real estate when I was about 20. Actually fell into it. I wasn't looking to go into real estate. Right. Um, I just didn't uh, do too well at school, so I didn't have any university degrees or anything else. I was surfing before then trying to make a buck going around Australia, but um, you know, I was just having a good time. So when I got back to Sydney, I, um, I fell into a job at, uh, at Paddington in real estate. Yeah, as it, so it was my first employment there. Yeah. Were you good? Mate, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't fantastic. I saw it as just a job, so I could go off and do other things. Um, so I didn't have any amazing aspirations or I wanted to be fantastic at the job. Um, I had fleeting moments. My employer at the time used to call me New York, the best and the worst of everything. Um, but that was that was Bernie McGrath, actually, not John McGrath, but Bernie McGrath. So I had moments, but you know, it was ups and downs. I wasn't fantastic at the job, no. I wasn't committed. So you've been working in real estate for 22 years. I have. I my first 10 years in real estate. Um, were so, so let's say from 20 to 30 or 20, 20 to 29 were, um, you know, I didn't really make any money. Um, I went into sales around, say, 25. Yeah. And that was with McGrath's, with yeah. John. Um, and from 25 to, you know, the, the 30 uh, mark, I just pretty much, you know, I stuffed around. Um, I, I, John McGrath sacked me twice. I went back the second time, he sacked me again. And then the third time I left John's company at around 29 and a half because I thought he was going to sack me. But I was working in real estate. I wasn't totally committed. I just I was playing up, having good times. Um, you know, it was what it was at that time. So I'd have good months and nine okay. bad months. Okay. So Jason, really, what you're saying is, that, you know, your first five years in sales mm. were pretty much what typically happens in real estate, which is people don't make much and they no. just sort of struggle through. No, I'd have to say that I would make what I was being paid. I had a retainer in those days. Yeah. Um, and I think there was one year there that I, that I earned about 20 or 30 grand above my retainer. So you're talking probably seventy or $80,000. It was the most I'd earned in 10 years of being in real estate. Okay, so when does a shift happen? When does Jason Boone rock up as the million-dollar man? How does it yeah, happen? Yeah, uh, it's a really long question. I, I think the way to answer that would be um, would be for me to talk about the shift happened with me, not with real estate. So the shift isn't about changing the way that I behave at real estate. The shift was with me first, real estate second. Um, 
real estate's a part of the way you live. It's like being a sportsman. If you live a certain way, you perform a certain way. And that's pretty much what real estate was for me. So I had to look at the way I lived, look at the way I behaved, uh, look at the way I felt, look at what my thoughts were. Um, I had to uh, t take a true account of that situation and start from scratch again. Strip it all back and create a situation whereby Jason had to turn up on a daily basis to work and just wanted to be an asset to himself, the company and the environment or the, or the topography or the, or the area that you work in. And they were the basic things that I started with. I didn't want a Porsche or this or that or lots of uh, notoriety. I just wanted to provide a platform for the first few years, um, which wasn't that easy for me. It wasn't easy just to be present on a daily basis. And I'm not talking about being present occasionally. I'm talking about being available in your job on a daily basis, every day. Okay, so I'm... Beginning to just... Long story to that. Yeah, and, and, and I want to get as much of the story because I actually think that there are people that are watching it, thousands, mm. that are thinking to themselves, why isn't it happening for me? Mm. They're looking at you and they're saying, he's been where we are and they're probably trying to come up to this issue that you're saying mm. it was you changing. Yeah. Changing what? The way you think? Um, I don't think there's one thing you can put on it. I know the question that you're asking me. It's a shift. That's the word you got right. It is a shift. It's not a mental decision. It's not something you, you turn up and decide that that's the way you're going to be. There's a shift to it at a de deeper level. I don't want to get too heavy on the situation. Yeah. But there is a shift. And, you know, life becomes the way it's lived. And, and so does real estate. The way you live real estate is the way it will become. So it's, it's training your patterns of behaviour and just fronting up on a daily basis as a person ready to do real estate. I used to ask myself the question, what does a person need to do to be good at real estate? Yep. I used to ask myself this question all the time. So then what I needed to do is find out what persons did to, to be good at real estate, not what Jason wants to do. I know that sounds a little bit off-putting, but the reality was is I needed to know what patterns of behaviour a person does do, and just do them. And of course, to add my character to, to that later on. But the initial beginning, the shift that started, I had to go away from real estate for one whole year to look at myself, make some changes in my lifestyle pre previously, uh, which we can get into. But the reality was, for me, when I fronted up this time around, it was to be available as a person who wanted to develop good patterns of behaviour at a deeper level, not a mental level. Many times I decided I wanted to be this and I wanted to be that. And I, my dad used to call me a gunner. You know, I'm going to do this, going to do that. The reality was it has to be a shift at a deeper level. Okay. Can I ask, if, are there examples of things that you stop doing in your old life and started doing in your new life as you made that transition? Mm. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of things. Are you talking in relation to real estate or even outside of real estate? Because to me, I'm beginning to realise that this uh, mm. success was an inner, 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 mm. inner, inner, um, inner thing. Mate, education around how I tick was important to me. Um, education around uh, feelings, emotions, and, 
and you know patterns of behaviour. Um, just space with with people, time, presence with you. Um, these sorts of things come with no other reason but sitting with yourself. You know, I think it's a hard thing to describe, but um, for me, it was it was really about just um, finding out what I what I was about first, and so that when I'm in a living room listing a property, or when I'm helping someone, or I'm coming to work, or I've got employees around me, that there is a good basis to all of that, right? Because I'm talking to them as me. Um, there isn't any bravado or garbage going on in my office, in my listings, in my sales pitch, in, in any of that. It is me there, present, available, um, providing them with the knowledge that I have as a person, a bit of my character as well, but you know, I really had to get myself out of the road, yeah. provide a platform for that client to be given knowledge, information, history, uh, promote the area as well as the property, and, and to get Jason out of the road. I'm there pre predominantly to provide that service, to take the pressure off someone that wants to list, list a property with me. Uh, it's very hard to beat that. Yeah. Uh, you can go in with graphs and you can walk in to listing appraisals with days on market. You can go in with a great option process, selling process. You can go in with all sorts of wonderful um, dialogues. You can go in with all, as much as you, as you want. But someone who's present in the living room that's there to take the pressure off the owner, provide them with knowledge and has a track record, it's very hard to beat. One of the things that was interesting when we had coffee um, outside your office a few weeks ago is when you said to me, you find it interesting, other agents go in, they show what you just said there, visuals, graphs, days on markets, look at how low our days on markets. And you said something interesting, which is that that's not the way that you operate because why does a vendor want to know how soon you get your comments? Yeah, I mean, this might put a lot of people out of joint, but um, I'm not going to list my property with someone who's got a low days on market. It just means he's going to get me sold quickly. I don't get that. I don't know if you do, but so what you're I don't get that. So basically what you're saying is... I want to get a good price for my property, and I want you to take care of my property and try and sell it and get the best thing for me. Um, and I want you working for me. I don't want you to work really hard so you get it sold quickly. So what you're saying is they're not looking for a fast worker, they're looking for a best worker. I think someone wanting to sell a property, there's a logical price to what something's worth. Right. Okay. Now, if you're knowledgeable about your area um, and you can, come, you, know, you, can, you can present it properly with knowledge, with third person, with third property, with, with sales around you, uh, you can prevent, you know, present the facts to, to an owner. Right. So you create a logical price as, as to what their property's worth. Not a market price, a logical price. I think a market price can be discussed and opinionated like, you know, like everyone can do that. I think logic is very hard to argue, so it's a logical price. From there, you can try and get more money, an emotional price for the owner, and you can talk about the two prices, logical and emotional. Uh, and I think that's really important. You need to sell hope in the fact that you are going to try and get them more money. doesn't matter how long it takes, but you are there to help them. So, Jace, let me ask you. If I own a property in Potts Point, and you come over to my property today, mm -hmm. a unit, mm -hmm. and let's assume that it's worth about two mil, mm -hmm. roughly. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, mm -hmm. I'm probably wanting more than two mil. In most cases, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm wanting two, 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 three. Mm -hmm. What are you saying to me? Look, the first thing is I'd, I'd, I'd probably work out what sort of relationship we have before I got there. Right. So, I don't think there's one way to list a property. 
Okay. There is not one way to list a property. There is not one dialogue, one graph, one, one listing presentation. It's, it depends on who's with me. It's a warm relationship, a friendship relationship, a cold client, or whatever it might be. I think a good agent is able to uh, address the situation or the relationship they're having in that room based on how it is already, okay, between the two of them. Uh, we know each other, so I probably shoot very straight with you, Tom. Right. Um, I'd let you know that you're probably too high yeah. and that logically you're worth around a certain price range. I'd show you why you're logically worth that. Again, I would avoid market, the word market. I always get away from that. I use a logical price. So I'd let you know that. I'd also tell you that, you know, if you've got the time, we'll try and get more money for it. Let's try and get you 2.2 or 2.3, which you want. But as long as we start from a place of logic, let's try and get the emotional buy. It could be the girl down the road that walks to the city or walks to News Limited because she wants to be close. She has a puppy dog. She comes home at lunch and walks the, walks the dog. She wants to be close to where she lives. Whatever the formula is behind the purchase of wanting your place, which is worth $2 million, she might pay 2.1 or 2.2 if we position it correctly and take some time, we're trying to find the property. I'm not talking six months, three months. I'm just taking out the time to see what we can get and find an emotional buyer for you. If we can't, we come back to logic. And what did we talk about before we went for the emotional price or the hopeful price or selling hope? Because everyone wants a bit of hope. Is the logical price is what we spoke about. So you, so you, so you do. You give me some hope. I've got, everyone needs hope, mate. We all know. If someone comes to list my place and it's worth three million dollars, I want three and a half. I don't care who I am. I yeah. want it. I want more money. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's the way it all ticks over. Yeah. So if I've got someone there that's logical and knowledgeable, and wants to take the time to work and take the pressure off me and do the best thing he can which is talk straight, try and get the right buyer for my place, an emotional buyer, which may not happen in 21 days. It might happen in 21 hours. It might happen in six months. I don't know. He doesn't know. I don't know. Anyone doesn't know. But I'm going to go down the yellow brick road with you to see if I can get that emotional price work. It's happened many times over, and it's also happened where I've had to come back to logic, but it's also happened when there's no price at logic. Jason. It just depends on the communication and the journey we take. What makes you so good at converting people from listing presentation to listings? What do you think is the factor that helps you win more business? Because I know... Today or before? Let's say the... Let Jason Boone today. Let's makes me so... What, what, what makes you so good? Um, how about we rephrase the question? What, what, what gets me the business today? Yeah. What gets me the business today? Today... The business is, there's an attraction to using me today, I'd like to think. Um, I don't, do you have an attraction business? At the moment, I do. At the moment, I, I run an attraction business. Um, people know you. People know me. I've done the business before. I'd like to think I do the next right thing. I'm not thinking short-sighted. I'm thinking long-sighted. I'm involved in the area. I focus on an area, so I'll become a specialist in one, a couple of areas. I know the rates, I know the sizes, I know the buildings, I know the, the streets, I know the parks, I know the shops, I know the history of the area because I went to the library and researched the history of people and characters. I mean, I got engulfed, Tom. I got engulfed in the area. I know all prices. Um, I'm there to talk about their property and the price. I'm not there to talk about me. How do they... I mean, I'm fascinated. That day we were there, at least eight people mm. said hi. Hi, Jason. Oh, how you going, mate? Eight people. 
Maybe mm. maybe more. I can't remember. All I could remember is that mm. there was just a look. How, do, ha, how is it possible in that one hour that all these people around that cafe, the footpaths... Yes. I've got to be honest, I planned all that for you. No. Wow. <laughs> no, well, you executed it flawlessly. It was one guy that was a bit out of character. Um, it's an example of being involved in the area. It's, a, it's an example of being seen in front of people, building relationships, not sitting on a computer, not sitting behind that computer and emailing. Um, Running for president. Relationship appointments, uh, whether it be sales or not sales, you, you, you're a part of it, you know, you're out there. In the beginning, I used to do five, six uh, listing, uh, five, six relationships a day. So you know, whether it be buyers, coffee, or, or or a listing appraisal, you know, I'd get up to fifty of those a week for three years. That's a lot of people. You're talking probably, I don't know, do the maths, fifty week. You're talking anywhere up to three or four thousand people in 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 one community area. For those you know that I've built relationships around, or helped, or tried to make an effort. Well, what's a relationship appointment? I've never heard that term. Okay, I don't call them buyer appointments. It might sound a little weird, but I don't call them buyer appointments. I don't call them listing appraisals. I don't call them coffees. Just each time that I get with someone who's from the community, wanting to live in the area that I sell in, or anything involved around real estate, or even just personally helping someone. Yeah, it's all a relationship appointment because it all stems to something. So I, I just. I get I, I get I get get the clients I get the staff away from just calling it a buyer appointment because if it doesn't succeed as a sale it's not you know they, they they have an opinion either way it's just in a relationship so they're there to provide a service show the property give them information that's as simple as that open the door keep it simple do you still do that today I still do it today I've got three after here okay you don't spend much time on the computer I don't go anywhere near the computer. Right. I read the emails if I need to reply to something, uh, I, I might, but I very rarely reply to anything to do with uh, emails unless it's a personal thing. I have Anne connected to my computer and Anne looks after everything to do with internet, computers, replies, setting up properties, the whole lot. Anne's process is to take that pressure away from me yeah. so that all that I do is try and list and sell property or try and have relationship appointments all day, every day. I talk on the telephone time, I make appointments to list and sell property. Or I meet people, I can meet you for coffee and builds my profile. Whatever it is, it's all free flowing. Yes. It's not bogged down. Yes. I don't have to get into a huge thinking mode of typing and paperwork and Anne is completely controlled around that. I've even got a thinking like me to reply to personal emails, yeah. not that people should know that. Yeah. But my main objective is to be free-flowing daily, yeah. on the phone, talking to people, selling real estate, playing chess, on the streets, walking around, opening doors. It's just a consistent... It's very natural for you, isn't it? That's, it seems That's an easy thing. Yeah. Well, it's just another person showing another property. All these characters, people get hung up on their characters or their patterns of behaviour. That's all they are, mate. You just, you know, be, be of the world. Let's be in the world, not of the world. That's this. That's beautiful thing there. <laughs> be of the world, not in the world. Say that again. I just yeah, sound be in the world. Be in the world, not of the world. Not of the world. In other words, be in the real estate game, not of it. Jason, let me ask you this question: How do you become an attraction agent? Because there are people out there that are saying, you know what, this guy, he's rocked up there, he's doing this interview, but the truth is. He's got people that are calling him. 
people that. That's true. It's true, right? Yeah, yeah. people call me today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how do you get there? Okay. I mean, I know we're not going to solve that that, yeah. that issue. That's a hard one. Look, I, I do promote myself, Tom. Um, and I had to do that a, a great deal, you know, 10 years ago. So I've been doing this back in real estate for 10 years. Um, so the first three years where, you know, I wasn't earning a lot of money. Uh, and then it started to, the promotion and, and, and the uh, uh, presenting yourself properly and, you know, becoming a part of the community, it all started to take off at the fourth year. So then it got into, you know, the 300,000s and then to the 800 and the fifth and then, uh, sorry, in the fifth year, and then from eight it went to 1.8, like I, I doubled, and then continually just took off. So, um, to answer that question, I think that um, that promoting yourself is a big part of it. So profiling and positioning within a, an area that you're selling. If you want and you've got a problem with your ears, you go and see an ear specialist. Yeah. If you're a singer, you are identified more as a country singer rather than your name. Yes. If you're a surfer, they think of Kelly Slate. Like it, there is a positioning to real estate that has been overlooked for many years. It's now becoming more relevant, but I'm a specialist in a certain postcode. I'm a specialist in those areas, in apartments with views, penthouses, da-da-da-da-da. So they'll at least phone me. And that's the positioning I wanted. I wanted Potts Point, Elizabeth Bay, Rushcutters Bay people sitting around in coffee shops, restaurants, in their own living rooms, watching TV, watching Olympus, whatever they're doing and thinking that they're going to sell, I'll at least give Jason Boone a call. And that's what I wanted them to think. That's how it started. That was my vision. I wanted them to have that vision of phoning me. Well, you've done that, Jason, because the people that I know that live in your community... Today it is like that. Know you as Jason Byrne. Yeah, yeah. They don't know you as Richardson and Wrench. You are yeah. a brand. That's to do with my massive ego. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Tom, I had this idea that I didn't want to drive into work at 8.30 or 7.30 in the morning with a nice clean car. I've just kissed my baby, which is that perfect ideal day. Make 100 phone calls and get rejected by 99 people who don't want to sell. I actually wanted to drive to work, I couldn't care less if my car was clean and there was a dog in the back or whatever. I did want to kiss my baby goodbye but I wanted to go to work and the phone was ringing at quarter past nine and the guy said, Jason I've seen you in the area, I, I, I hear a bit of good stuff about you, um, you seem to have a good knowledge and a good rapport, I have a six million dollar apartment in, in Grantham that I want you to come and have a look at, I think it's worth between six, he's already told me what it's worth on the phone because he's already heard a bit about trust. He's attracted to calling me that morning. Yeah. Who do I want to be? I want to be the guy driving to work and gets a call. I don't care if my car's dirt clean. Correct. Um, I don't want to do 99 phone calls and get rejected. Okay, you need to do things like this in life. I don't get it. I do get that, but I want people to be attracted to using me. Now, you've got to find a way to do that as an agent. I did a lot of promoting. I did a lot of walking around. I did a lot of strange things. Um, but this was the image that I wanted or the attraction business that I wanted to develop. It's there today, Tom. It's there today. Um, I get a lot of calls, a lot of people referring business and people who know me, who I don't know, asking me to come and have a look. It doesn't always perfect, but it's a much better way to do the job. I do do cold calling, I do chase business down, I do do warm calling, I do all of that, 
but I much prefer people to be attracted to using me. I hate rejection. <laughs> Alrighty. Guys and girls, this has been Jason Boone, number one agent for Richardson Wrench from Richardson Wrench Potts Point. Um, we wanted to interview him on real estate tips and I think he rocked up here with an incredible dose of humanity. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks, Tom.